What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather and cannabis expert <laughs> and connoisseur. And you're watching the Anthony Rogers Show. Peace. You are now listening to the best show in the universe, the Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it's not. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show. Without sponsors like Slapwoods, this show it just wouldn't exist. So go to slapwoods.com and roll your own cigar. Support the show. Support the sponsors. Thank you. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Uh, today we have a legendary guest. Uh, uh, Charles writes his name, but uh, you may know him as like the godfather from wrestling. Uh, WWE, after the time, WWE now. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How about yourself? Good, man. You're a straight-up fucking legend. I already told you that, but I want to tell you on the record, too. Like, you're just a straight-up fucking legend, man. Like, nothing had me laughing harder than the hoe train back in the day. Like, like that, shit was so, <laughs> that shit was so funny, dude. I remember, and you know, the funniest thing about it, that was my wife's idea. Are you serious? Well, the gimmick was the actual hoe train was Shane McMahon's idea. Okay, yeah. The Attitude Area had the best writing, in my opinion, in all of wrestling. You guys had the best characters. Like, I mean, I wonder, what's your opinion on that? Is that like, what's, what's your favorite time in, like, pro wrestling? Like? Oh, definitely the attitude era, man. We're just allowed to be ourselves. I don't try to shit talk anybody or I'll be one of those dudes like wrestling today. I just say I was very happy and proud to be part of the attitude era, man, and to be a big part of it because that was a cool time. And if you were a wrestler or a fan, man, that was a really cool time. Yeah, I almost took it for granted because I didn't realize how awesome it was. So I, so I like see because wrestling today, I think personally, like um, it's not it's not doing as well as it did. I like uh like the federations are almost like rebranding because like like I, I you're seeing new federations come up a lot. You're seeing I don't know it's it's a it's a weird time because like um uh, like that was just a solid time in like like in, in wrestling history, man. I think like just like I was a child <coughs> too, so I experienced it in the right way. You know, you I, I was like I remember I was probably like eighth grade when you're killing it, you know, like in that shit, like, dude, like you, you made my eighth grade me laugh so fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like, like legitimately, like, I remember like just dying laughing, like fucking that shit, bro. Like I was like, you, you, you even, did, did you know what a hoe was? Yeah. Yeah. I did. So yeah. I, like, I guess kids, yeah. kids, kids know way more shit than like the, the parents think. I think I, I, uh, I, I didn't know what some of them were like Val Kilmer and stuff. Like, or, or Val, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Val Venus, whatever. Yes. Like he had some shit I didn't get to like as a house an adult probably but like I knew what the I got the hoe train I got that shit just made me laugh so I think I found out what a pimp was like three months before I saw it. you know, like I was just a fucking kid seeing that shit it was hilarious dude. <laughs> Could so, you imagine trying to get away with that today? Oh, we're in such a cuck culture now, man. I can't even imagine. Yeah, you can't you can't be entertaining. <laughs> you can't be entertaining anymore. You, you, you your character today would have to come out and just apologize for like half the set. You know. <laughs> Like, I was sorry. having a good time though, bro. I was having a great time. No, yeah, I'm looking for a shot glass. I'm trying to get a shot in me here real quick, so <laughs> that's why you see me moving around. No, I see. I see you on other podcasts. You get shit face on these other podcasts. Like, I don't get shit, do I? Yeah, you drink like a bottle or something. I saw you drink a bottle on one of them. I think. Oh, um, I, I I'm a smoker, not a drinker. Uh, but uh, I I always tell people I don't drink. But I didn't say that I can't drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm way more. I, but I prefer food. smoking. I'm much more. I'm probably ninety five percent. I usually drink on when I'm doing these type of stuff, just to kick it and stuff. But for the most part, I'm a smoker. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Your, your Instagram I just, I just has you smoking out of like four thousand different devices, like and playing <laughs> and playing like disc golf. You have like the, you have like the life I wish I had. I think. 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I caught bronchitis about six weeks ago, and it really kicked my ass, man. I mean, like, just it put me down. And uh, my problem was is when I had it, I kept smoking. And so it got worse and worse. So I finally shut down for, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I finally shut down for like four weeks, and I smoked for the first time yesterday. But I, I'm sure you're familiar with dabbing. I'm a big dabber. I'm like 20 dabs a day. That's and crazy. so I've been I've been doing that for like years, not months, for years, smoking like that. So uh, I think I'm gonna stick with just flour for a while. You have your own brand of weed, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm looking. Here's a bag right here. I just I was like, I'm looking for one. It's called Insane Godfather, <laughs> and it's it's done by uh, Be Real has a company, a brand called Insane, which is nothing but premium bud, and uh, that's one of them, Insane Godfather. Dude, and that's, that's awesome. uh, it's only. It's only in California, and uh, it's right now. Uh, it's only in the Dr. Green Thumbs. They're only they're not putting it in any other place. It's just Dr. Green Thumbs. That's badass. I'm, I'm gonna come to California just to smoke your own strain of weed. I think at some point, like I'm gonna make that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fire, bro. That's Believe me, it's crazy. the fire. That's yeah, fucking... so uh, I'm gonna stick with flour, like I said, for a while and see if I can. Because uh, yeah, man, that it, oh that bronchitis is rough. It almost turned into bronchial pneumonia. So Ooh, whew, I survived it, but that's why. On my Instagram, people are like, you haven't been smoking lately, this and that. I'm like, I can't. I got to take a break. But <laughs> I think I, I, uh, I think I'm going to do a video today with a little bit of something smoking apparatus. That's funny, man. Uh, my buddy told me that you used to own strip. You own strip clubs too, or you used to, or uh, I was a part owner of a club called Cheetahs here in Las Vegas. Oh, okay, okay. And I know we, the one in we, LA. I didn't know. Okay, I know the. That's funny because like. Well, I was telling my buddy I was gonna have you on a podcast. I was, and I was annoying the fuck out of you to be on a podcast. <laughs> and, was, and he's like, uh, he's, he's, like, he's like, that guy owns a strip club, I think, or did or something. I forgot what he was, he was telling me that you own that or did or what, what was it? I was one of the owners. We sold it three years ago. It was called Cheetahs here in Las Vegas. That's crazy. You know, so they did a movie there. It was called uh, Strip Tease, I think it was called. Uh, they did a movie there. No shot there. Okay, I, I'm familiar with that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, from the girl from Head of the Class, I can't think of her name, but yeah. That's um, crazy. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, I was in that business. I was in the strip club business from 1983 up until three years ago. Oh wow, okay, yeah, it, I, the, it, it made sense. My buddy told me that, but like, I did, I, I didn't know that until he told me that. Like, it, in your character, your, your whole thing just it makes sense. <laughs> what are you drinking? What what are, what are you drinking? That was a little uh, general, uh, single. What was that? It's uh, I just finished. It's a uh, single barrel. Gentleman Jack. Oh, nice, nice. Just, uh, just to get my blood going, you know. That's like I said, I'm just. Yesterday, I got a little drunk on the Be Real podcast, but uh, <laughs> um, I think I had like six shots. But I was. It's called testing the water, and I'm getting ready to go on the road tomorrow for four days. So, you know, I just wanted to test the water and see how I was feeling. So I, I survived it pretty good. So. Like I said, flower only though. Flower only. <laughs> Where do you uh? What do you do when you tour and stuff? Like what? What are they? What are you doing these days? Uh, I do a lot of autograph signings. Uh, now that the world's opening back up, I do a lot of cannabis uh, speeches and uh, and uh, I have I have my own line out there in California. I have some uh, my I have my own uh, pre rolls coming out in Vegas here real soon called Godfathers. Damn. Um, I. Uh, I have what if I, I just got all type of stuff going on. Actually, I got a disc golf company. I've got some disc golf uh, putters and some long drivers coming out really soon. 
And uh, that, dude, I'm, I'm busy. Believe me, I, I stay busy. I stay on the run. Uh, just try to keep up because I'm no young man, man. The people have no idea. They, they think because I look still okay, but they don't understand, man. I, I'll turn 61 this year. Oh, 61. Damn. You don't even have any fucking yeah. wrinkles. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. It makes Cannabis. Sense. Cannabis. Yeah. It makes sense though. You're like fucking like you're like this buff ass dude when I was a child. So yeah, it makes sense that you'd be 60. I, I just how time works, but like you don't fucking yeah. Look, it's, yeah, you look like yeah, it's crazy. People will look it up and they'll be like, Are you really 60? And they're like, dude, I thought you were like 40. I'm like, no, think about it, man. I've been around for I yeah. got out of high school in 1979, and probably most of the people on here weren't even born nowhere near that. Yeah, I was but born you know what? Uh Cannabis, I'm, I know people laugh and you chuckle, man. Cannabis saved my life and it, and it uh, really did. No, I smoke I mean, every I, day. I believe in that. I, at 27 years old, I was the wrestler Papa Shango voodoo character. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I, I was going through a real nasty divorce and uh, I tried cannabis for the first time. At that time, man, I'm taking all type of pills. I'm drinking a bottle of Jack a day. And I mean, I'm taking Percocets, Percodance, Placidils, Vicodins, Vicodins. I mean, I, the list goes on. And I'm taking these things like vitamins. And I tried cannabis. And within a year, man, I was off all the pills. Now, I'll have a shot of Jack still today. But I will, I will not take no prescription medicine whatsoever. I think it's either called a leave or Advil. One of those two things I take. I think it's a leave. And I, that's it. But if you look at a lot of wrestlers that are 60 years old, 61 or older, a lot of them look pretty tore up from the floor up. And that's because they still kept doing and living that lifestyle, man. And uh, it just cannabis saved my life. And I think it preserved me because I have a brother that's three years younger than me. And he looks 10 years older, but he's drinking Grey Goose and Coronas every day, you know? Yeah, I'll hold you out the skin. Plus, you're you're happy, probably. You seem happy. I mean, so so I think like that does a lot for people too. I mean, you know, what I mean, you're not all stressed out and shit. I mean, like, like you sound like you accomplished like seven American dreams. <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> so I mean, you just got good energy, man, good vibes and stuff. Like, uh, this is kind of a cheesy question. Maybe people know this, but like, how did you get into wrestling originally? Like, uh, like what was like your your story in getting in there? Believe it or not, I didn't watch wrestling when I was young. I, hmm. I never even watched it. I watched. You probably laugh. I watched roller derby. I still like roller. Yeah, man. In the Bay Area, see, I'm from the Bay Area, and back in the '70s, man, uh, roller derby was much bigger than wrestling, and they had bigger characters in the Bay Area, huh. you know, and in California. Yeah. And so, I mean, wrestling would come to the Cow Palace, and it would draw half a you know stadium. You know, roller derby came in and be sold out. Oh wow! And so, um, long story short. I'm in uh, Vegas here, and I'm, I'm working in a strip club called the Crazy Horse Saloon. And I'm a uh, bartender, manager, bouncer. Back then, you were everything. You, you handled everything. And, uh, <laughs> and so they were filming a movie called Over the Top. It was an arm wrestling movie with Sylvester Stallone. You familiar with it? Yes, yeah, bit? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that film, yeah. Well, a lot of those guys in that movie, the extras were wrestlers. Ken Norton or Scott oh. Norton was in okay? And so they would come into my titty bar, which was like right down the street from like the MGM. It was a couple blocks and they would come in there every day. And dude, I'm like, I'm six, five at that time. I'm power lifted. I'm just bigger tattooed. And they were like, bro, you should really become a wrestler. You'd make a lot of money, man. And I'm like, I don't want to do that phony ass shit. And I really said that. And they're like, well, I was, I was a biker at that time. I'm like a heavy duty biker. And, and, uh, 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that shit, man. They're like, well, you ever hear of a guy named Bam Bam Bigelow? And that's, if you don't know who that is, he had tattoos all over his head, tattoos. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know that dude. He's all tatted up. Because, I mean, I've been tatted up since 84. I've been sleeved, chest plates back. I've been done since like 84, 85. I've been tattooed. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, that's cool. They're like, well, he made a million dollars last year. And I went, he made what? (laughs) (laughs) That's really how it went. This is no lie, man. I probably from that day, they said, we're going to give you a number to contact this guy in New Jersey. And uh, that's where Bam Bam Bigelow went. And from that day, man, without like within the next year, year and a couple months, I'm wrestling Jerry Lawler in Memphis, Tennessee on a Monday night. For my my very first match ever was against Jerry Lawler, and I beat him in Memphis on a Monday night. And if you follow wrestling, that's a big thing. It's huge, so yeah. That's he's how, huge on there. Yeah, that's how fast. That's how fast that uh, it, it it came for me, man. It, it was quick. Probably it took me almost three years to get into the WWF at the time because I went to Japan for like eight months, and then I came home and I went to uh, Germany for like seven months straight. And then when I got back from Germany, I was hired by the WWF at the time. That's crazy. That's crazy. What was that, that like? Crazy? Yeah, that's uh, what. Well, so that what, that's interesting because I feel like I feel like the stereotypical story was like guy, like they loved it as a kid, became this person. Like that's, that's interesting though. Like you just kind of you're like, oh, a million dollars, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, like, man. That's the driving force. That's kind of cool, man. That, that, that works with your character too, kind of. Yeah, bro, that's just, that's, I mean, that's how I roll. That's how I've always been, man. I, I played basketball in high school. And my mom and dad wouldn't let me play football. So when I got a full-ride scholarship to play basketball, I wanted to play football. So I started practicing with the football players. Then I got a full-ride scholarship from another school to play football. Never have played football. Because I'm like, you know what? There might be some money. I was too, at my position, I was too short for basketball. So I'm like, let me give this football a try. Maybe I can become a pro football player. And I'm really thinking like that. So I got, I played football. I got hurt, start hanging out in strip clubs, start riding Harleys. Bam. Here's the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, uh, what was the kind of like, uh, what was the first like intense kind of moment that you knew you're just like a huge kind of like star, I guess we call them superstars, I guess now, but like, like, like huge kind of star in like, uh, then the wrestling world, like what, what was like the first kind of what the fuck moment? Maybe, I don't know. When I was wrestling Ultimate Warrior in main events. That's crazy. And and you're on the banners and everything's about you and you're on all the magazines and everybody's talking about you. That's like, wow, man, I don't believe I'm I'm here. (laughs) That's wild, man. That's good. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior in a main event. That's crazy. Hey, we've seen that your bong and um, pipe glass is just ridiculously filthy. So go to wavewasher.co and get your life together. Are you kidding me? Wavewasher.co. Link in the description. Tell them Anthony sent you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was probably three years in the business at the most. That's crazy. Yeah, you guys had the best character. I I think Attitude had the best characters altogether. You had like Stone Cold, you had DX, you had like so much is good shit in your generation. You had the best generation, I think, in wrestling. Like, like, like Hogan was good, and like Baltimore had their time. They were good. They were awesome. But the actor was just fucking so. You guys were so much better, in my opinion. Just interesting, good stories. You know. You know what was cool about most of what was cool back then is there wasn't just three or four top guys. Everybody in the middle. Everybody had a role. Everybody yeah. had a saying. Every the fans were waiting for every match, just not a couple matches. That's and true. That's what was cool is everybody was involved, 
and you know, and the audience was involved with everything everybody did. It was just a cool time. Now I can't speak for everybody, but I was never scripted. I was I had free reign to do and say what I wanted to say. I was never scripted until the end when I couldn't say, you know, I couldn't say I was a pimp. I couldn't talk, tell I couldn't tell people to smoke weed. I couldn't tell people to roll fatties. I couldn't call the girls hoes because that's when they were starting to go PG. Oh God, they killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't even. You, I don't even know what the fuck your character would do today. Like, <laughs> if it was up to Vince, I'd be on TV every day. Believe me, Vince was down with it. Yeah, I bet. No, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those guys would be like. That's weird. Yeah, I think that was just legit the best generation. That was like magic, man. The whole generation was just magic, dude. Like, like every you're right, and everybody was huge then. It was that is a good point. I never like thought about this. Yeah. Like today's wrestlers are good. They're good wrestlers. Just the storyline sucks, in my opinion. Right. Like, like not trying to roast anything, but I'm just saying. Like I just feel like like they're some of the best fucking wrestlers though. They just they're just characters suck. Like they like I mean not to be too rude, but like like the Daniel Bryan guy's slogans yes. Yeah, give me the, it was like, it's just like crouch is chanting yes, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? You know, it's like, like, and he's a he's a hell of a wrestler though. Like the dude, fucking, he's a hell of a wrestler though. It seems like, but just, just the character is like so boring. Uh, like I said, man, I'm just glad to be part of what I was. I don't watch watch wrestling. Uh, nothing against wrestling. I respect the business. Business made me a lot of money. Met a lot of good friends. You know, made a lot of good friends, but. You know, I've moved on, and I don't really watch hardly any TV, very little TV, so I don't really have time to sit down and watch wrestling for three hours on a Monday night or whatever it is. Yeah, that's but you know, I ain't mad at nobody, and I'm glad that I'm glad that the AEW popped up. Yeah, because that's killing that's, right that, now. You know, that's giving the boys more opportunity to shine and uh, make money, and they seem to be getting as close to that attitude era as I understand it that anybody. So good for them. That's very true. Yeah, I know they got CM Punk now. Like that, that was crazy. I'm like, how did how did how did the WWE fuck that up? You know what I mean? Like how did like like CM Punk's like one of the biggest wrestlers like right now, probably. You know, that's crazy. Um, I can't I, I can't speak for Vince, man. I have no idea. That's crazy. I, all, all, I I can tell you, all I can tell you is Vince has a lot more money than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody was yeah, and everybody else too. Fuck that guy, that guy's super fucking rich for sure. <laughs> He must have done something yes. right. He united the federations hey. back in the day. That was smart. Like he, like his dad did a lot. Like he, he united the rest of the wrestling federations back in the day. But I think that you're seeing these AEWs come up because like these, they're making, they're making subtle mistakes. I'm not saying they can't come back because I mean, they got, they got a lot of good talented people. I'm not trying to say anything like that, but like, but yeah, it makes room for these federations like AEW to come around, man. And like, I mean, they got Jericho, they got CM Punk, they got fucking these new guys coming out too. They got, I mean, they got a lot of fucking crazy talent. I love it, man. Like I said, it gives the boys more chance to make money. Yeah, that's that's true, man. That's crazy. What was uh, what what? So what was like uh? So you just went from like I guess like you worked at a strip club and then you just, you were just a wrestler. You're just like you just blew up as a wrestler within three years of it, basically. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, awesome. That's a good story, man. <laughs> that's the American dream, right there, right? You know, and like you know, and then uh, I. I, I had probably I, I think I had five characters there. I had Papa Shango, Kama, Kama Mustafa in the Nation of Domination. Oh, at, one time, Nation of Domination. Ma- at one time I was in at one time I was in as Kama in the Million Dollar Corporation, where we wrestled the uh, the football players at WrestleMania. Uh, I was Godfather, Goodfather, the Right to Censor, Tag Team Champions. But I mean, why you would see me come and go and recreate myself is because wrestling for me 
was always fun. It wasn't, it was about the money, but it wasn't about the money because I had these clubs here in Vegas. And, you know, back then you were making big money in these clubs and you weren't traveling and you weren't getting hit over the head with chairs and you weren't going through tables. So I used to tell Vince, man, and, and actually Taker, I, Taker would tell you, Taker's one of my best friends. But uh, I used to tell him, dude, when I ain't having fun, I'm out of here because I can make money at home. And, you know, I, so it was wrestling was my second job, not my first. My first was always strip clubs. And that's had was consistent money that's been coming in since 1982 up until a couple years ago. So when I wasn't having fun, man, I would say Vince and Vince knew. I'd be Vince. I got to bounce, man. And he'd be, all right, Charles. Okay, we'll let you out of your contract. Because he knew that I wasn't going to go to WCW or wherever the hell else it was. Because it, wasn't, it wasn't about that for me. And he knew that. So they would call me in a, a year and they'd say, hey, you want to come back? And I'd be like, no, not really. And they'd say, <laughs> well, uh, we got this character we want to come up with. And I'm like, nah, not really. And they're like, well, we'll let you ride a Harley. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come back for that. And that's why I came back. And then when that didn't work, I left. And then they brought me back and put me in the nation of domination. And they kind of told me what they were doing. And I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of fun. And so I went the whole nation of domination. And then out of that, I was having a lot of fun at that point, man. And things were going good. So me and my wife created the Godfather. and, And the Godfather took off after, you know, at the end of the run with the nation. So how'd that come apart with you and your wife? Like, uh, or how'd that come together with you and your wife? Like a discussion or something? Or like, you're like, man, I need a character. Like, how'd that kind of come about? Like, My wife was like, you know, if you're going to stay there, you need to basically let people see the real you. You're not a voodoo man. You're not an ultimate fighter. You're not a black militant. They said, she goes, instead of you being a heel, you should just be a baby face. Let people really see the real you. And she goes, I think you should be like a pimp and come out with some girls and, you know, dress up like old Huggy Bear and come up with some sayings. And my wife said, and she goes, baby, you have no idea how many people smoke. She goes, you take it for granted. She goes, everybody smokes. And she goes, there's no wrestlers out there telling people to roll a fatty and, and you know, smoke. And, and, and she's like, you know, that, that I was smoking a lot back then. So she's like, she goes, just reach out to them. And, and so... You know, we kind of developed that. The WWE at the time, I think it was, they had nothing to do with the development of that character. It was all me. It was That's all me. I had, you know, it was all me and my wife and smoking with some buddies on a Thursday and coming up with wild shit to say. My <laughs> wife had my wife had uh, all the hats. She would get me the hats. She had a jeweler making jewelry, Godfather jewelry, Pimpin' jewelry. We had people making my vest, our clothes, fur coats airbrushers and she had her own little corporation of things getting done man were to where all i had to do was stay high and have fun and and that's really how it went and come up with shit to say everything else was my wife outfits oh and i'd have to i grew my hair really long so i'd have to get my hair braided once a week so besides getting my hair braided once a week that's all i had to do man and just have fun and so that's why the godfather really got over because I was just out there having fun, man. Just telling people, roll a fatty for Pip Daddy, man. Like that blood <laughs> up and say, Pip, it ain't easy. And I mean, we were just having fun. So I think that's why it really took off besides the content of what we were doing. But I think people seen that I was really having fun. And believe me, I was doing everything I said I was doing. <laughs> that's so, You still hear people say Pimpin' ain't easy, I think. I, I think you still, you still hear people hey. say that like, 
you know that kept that can that doesn't just pertain to hoes, man. Just pimping ain't easy, man. Life ain't easy. Yeah, you yeah. Pimping ain't easy, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. So when did you get out of it? I, I didn't pay like I got out of wrestling like a little bit, like uh like when did you start like what you just kind of got bored with it and you started kind of like ah, I'm gonna like just do awesome shit. They still. weren't they weren't doing nothing with me. And uh, at that point, the Godfather was getting watered down. Where I was the good father at one point. The good father. And then I was an I was an escort. I was no longer a pimp. I was an escort. Uh, the girls were not. They were. You know, it was just it got kind of stupid, and people didn't really want to see that. So it was time for me to bow out. So in 2003, I'm like Vince, I gotta go. And then they put me on a uh, Legends contract, which I'm still on today. I'm. I'm still under contract with them where I get quarterly checks for them guys every, every quarter. So, you know, they've been really cool with me. Wow. That's awesome. But they're, I mean, they still come out with my action figures. They pull still, I just did the stone cold podcast. I just, I do stuff on the network. Uh, they, they have to, they, they have to be careful with me because of me being a pimp and, and the hose that they don't want to, but they want to use me, but they use me for more adult oriented stuff. No, that's awesome, man. That's and we cool. never, and I, they don't let the girls come in no more. And so it's just the old godfather. And so I kind of now, I'm not the godfather. I'm now at smoke train. No more whole train. It's the smoke train. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, well, are you, so are you like close with Stone Cold or was that like crazy to be on his podcast still? I know you're in the same, you worked at the same time stuff. Or... Um, I mean, He's not my best friend, but I'm friends with him pretty good. I mean, we broke in together. We wrestled together back in those Memphis days. And yeah, that's what I was I've thinking. Known him, I've known him a long time. So, you know, I'm cool with him. No, they, he asked me like a year or two ago, probably a couple of years ago, he said, hey, I want to get you on my show because I want to talk about cannabis and stuff. And uh, they, wouldn't, they, just, they wouldn't let him do it. And so finally, uh, the WWE called me and said, hey, Stone, uh, love to have you on the show. You want to be on? And I'm like, oh, something, what's going on here? <laughs> so he called me and we talked. And uh, yeah, it worked out real well that we, uh, you know, we just sat down and talked about old times and what's happening, just like me and you're doing. And it worked out pretty well. No, it was a good podcast. It's like two, you guys are both awesome. So it was, I, I like, I saw you post about that. I'm like, I have to fucking see this because, like, it's just crazy. Like just crazy having Stone Cold and the Godfather in the same room. To me, as a as a as a fucking old, like added to your wrestling fan, that's just crazy that it even happened. You know, that's just fucking awesome. I, 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 knew him, I knew him when we were only making thirty forty dollars a night. You know, <laughs> and driving and driving two hundred miles. So yeah, yeah, he was you like know, stunning could, Steve or something at first. Like it was this thing. I I I think he was just Steve Austin when he. This is like, this is probably eighty nine ninety. It's a long oh, wow, time ago. Okay. I, mean, I think he was. Stunning. I, I don't think he was stunning Steve until he. I, I'm not sure. That's he crazy. Was something, Steve. Yeah, that's crazy though. Like, as you came up, with, that's crazy to think you came up with those guys too. It was like, because all you guys were legends, man. That was that was a huge roster. That was a big. I don't know. That was that. I mean, man, you had a you had so many fucking huge people, man, that, that you wrestled with. Like, like you're you're in the prime. Like, like I, from as far as my perspective is, like, it's like the prime of wrestling. All the federations reunited. Like, that's crazy. You know, I came in at the end of a lot of great careers. And the beginning of a lot with the Attitude Era and the starts of the Rocks and the Stone Colds and the oh, Undertakers. Oh, wow, yeah, the Rock. Because, I mean, we all came up together. I, so, you know, some of us got bigger than others, but we all came up together. That's why, you know, I could talk to Stone Cold because, you know, he was part of that four in a car and everybody split trans and four to a room. And 
eating, you know, splitting meals because we were starving, but we were learning our craft. So, I mean, we were all part of that. Well, they don't have that anymore these days, but that's how it was back then. Well, yeah, you have to, I mean, to make millions of dollars, I mean, you have to put in the work. <laughs> like, you know, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, you got to be broke a lot of times to even get to a point you could be rich. You know, Ooh. it's like, I mean, like, if you're taking more sacrifices and building during that time, I mean, not establishing debt. I mean, I mean, yeah, it happened. Anybody could bust their ass and get to that point, you know? You know, and, and uh, things worked well for me, but, you know, it didn't work like that for everybody that eventually got to the level where I got. I mean, it might have been a 10-year road. It might have been a 15-year road. It might, you know. I was just lucky enough. I was just different. I was black. I was tattooed. I was I was so different. I was athletic that it was, you know, I was different. And at that point, it, it made me uh, a commodity. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it killed. I mean, that, that your, your, your thing killed. It's like, I'm like, that was probably 20 years ago. I saw that shit and I still remember it. You know what I mean? So it has to be fucking good. I don't even remember shit that's boring last week. You know what I mean? I, but I can remember fucking like, like just rest, wrestling back in the day. I mean, yeah, you fucking, you're, you, you killed it, man. That was crazy. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I'll be in uh, the, uh, the horror hound convention in Cincinnati, Ohio this weekend. And it's just crazy how people remember you. And I always think about how many of these guys today will be remembered 20 years later. And yeah. still, I mean, like there'll be lines for people. Uh, my Instagram's helped me a lot. The fact that people, there's a lot of smokers out there and uh, you know, I'm not afraid to smoke with people. You would not believe the amount of cannabis that is given to me. If I'm in a town for three days, I'll, I have like no, no shit, four or five zips given to me because people just, well, hey, Godfather, try this, try this for you. You know, hey, this is what seen you on this podcast, this, that, love what you're doing. So, man, I love it, bro. I'm having the time of my life. And believe me, I'm not, uh, I don't have so much money that I could just leave the world, you know. And I'm doing financially, I'm doing okay. I'm not doing these things because I have to. So the minute that I stop having fun, I'll stop doing them. But I'm having so much fun right now that it's pretty cool, man. That seems like it seems like you're killing it right now. And you're always you all, you always got a smile on your face and your videos and pictures and stuff. And you just seem like like you seem like you're living the life, man. Like uh do you do you have, do you have any like uh crazy fan moments? Like you're like, oh man, these fans are fucking crazy. Like yeah, like 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 anywhere in in your career, like just like they're just like like I don't know, maybe like stalkers, weird shit like that. I don't know. Uh not dude, I was always a heel. So people back then people didn't mess with heels. So no, not really. You know, that beside nothing I can think of off the top. Good. Of no, my you have head a good vibe. Stuff. I was wondering if you got away. I was wondering if you got away with all, not having the crazies because you just have like a good vibe. I don't think. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really. I mean, nah, I didn't have a lot of people messing with me. I, I, I had it pretty easy. It's cool, man. Well, do you want to throw out any promo or anything before we get out of here? Like anything people should look up for you now? Like I had them on Instagram for sure, but anything else like. Uh, it's best just to follow me on Instagram. You know, I'm the godfather on there. See what I'm up to. Uh, if you're offended by smoking, you don't, you don't want to go on there because I'm a smoking son of a bitch. But just, you know, follow me around, man. Check out what I'm doing. I, I love my disc golf, and uh, I still like shooting guns. I was shooting guns yesterday morning. And uh, shooting guns and playing disc golf and staying high, man. And just enjoying life. If you want the perfect dab, go to dr dabber and get the boost evo it is a perfect dab machine you will not regret this it lights temperature control i mean oh my god look it up get it right now google it get it tell them anthony sent you